2: You are tuned in to Americana Music Profiles. Thanks for joining us for the second season, brought to you exclusively by Americana Rhythm Music Magazine. Man, it's
1: people like you that that make it possible for us to get out here and enjoy this life. Thank you for getting in touch with me. I'm so glad you love what we do. Thank you for your help with everything, Greg. It's a wonderful wonderful thing you've got going
2: there. I'm your host and publisher, Greg Tutwiler. Now let's get to this week's show. My guest today is Peter Washboard Slim Menta, vocalist and percussionist with the veteran jug band Washboard Slim and the Blue Lights. Legendary blues folk artist Eric Von Schmidt said these guys were traditional music on Overdrive. Well, welcome, Peter. Thanks for joining me on the podcast today. All right. Well, thanks for having me of course the name of the band is washboard slim and the blue lights and um you guys are, are kind of feature yourselves as a jug band so i was wondering if you could give me a little bit of background about yourself and the band and then i'd like to talk a little bit about your music after that
1: well our band uh has uh, been around uh under the name washboard slim for uh, i think uh, you know the, the mid 80s and before that uh we were called, uh, Navard, female uh, singer's name, and the Barrel House Boys. And before that, we were called, uh, the 10 years late Junk Band. And so we've been, we've been, uh, continually playing in front of uh, appreciative audiences, uh, since the mid 70s in the New Haven area base. But, you know, we've been all over the country, uh, Canada doing this music
2: with the same lineup, or have you had some people that have no, come we've in? We've
1: different lineups, uh, except that the bass player, the Jug Washed Up bass player, and one of the vocalists and I have been together since the mid seventies.
2: Okay, and uh, what... our
1: current lineup has, has been pretty pretty much together on and off for about uh, you know thirty years. Okay, more, twenty to thirty years.
2: And what, what brought you the two of you together in the first band originally? How did you guys get started?
1: Well, uh, in the late '60s, jug band music was part of the underground alternative folk scene, and there were jug bands uh, in uh, most of the major cities where there were you know coffee houses, mm-hmm. Greenwich Village, uh, Boston, Cambridge, San Francisco, Berkeley. Uh, Denver, uh, probably Los Angeles, and uh, so uh, the climate was uh, a sort of an underground alternative uh, folk music, okay. rougher, rougher, bluesier, hot, uh, hotter than you know the folk music of the, the mainstream folk music.
2: And for the sake of the folks listening, where does the jug band? Um, uh, label come from how, uh, in, in general and then for you guys how did you end up deciding that that's what you wanted to do
1: of course drug band was first recorded in the in the 20's in uh, Louisville Kentucky and then in Memphis mm-hmm. uh, Tennessee uh, they were uh, race records uh, for the most part um hmm. uh, by African Americans on uh combination of homemade and conventional instruments. Okay. And they sold pretty well as 78 singles. They mm-hmm. you know, was uh, a lot of it was party music, some of it was down and dirty blues music, hmm. some of it was uh, jazz. Okay. And, go- and gospel, music. And so the, the music's been around since the 20s.
2: Well and and it's interesting that you you gave me that uh illustration I, I noticed listening through um some of the tracks on the CD um it is bluesy and there's hints of jazz and swing and folk and uh in I uh, even a couple of the tracks um laughing dog in particular it felt like it was a um uh almost a rockabilly sound
1: Absolutely well we uh We've invented a style of uh, a cross between Jug Band and early Rockabilly that we call Jugabilly. Okay. That's the name of our record label. Okay. Jugabilly Records. Okay. Because, uh, you know, growing up in the 60s, you can't, uh, even though we love folk music, you can't escape the rock and roll music that is all around you. Right. So, uh, with the advent of, uh, you know, amplified acoustic guitars and good PA systems, you could Bring in a, 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 a you know a drum a drum kit, and uh, you could uh, take the uh, acoustic bass music and uh, rock it up a little bit, which is exactly what we do. Uh, we use drums and the wash tub bass goes through a conventional bass amp. Okay. So we we rock out the one we want to.
2: So you're you truly using a, a wash tub bass, not a regular four string fretted bass guitar.
1: Okay. We're using a washtub base bass as, and a jug as the primary bass instruments. Yeah,
2: cool. What what um, what's what's your audience like? Where do you, where do you your demographic? Where do you find them? What 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 is the what's the typical audience that? Um, well,
1: the, the typical audience are you know blues and and folk fans. Uh, you know, so. Uh, uh, a lot of times our audiences are uh, older uh, folks, you know, over 40. Mm-hmm. But when we play uh, in front of a jam band audience, which, you know, there's a jam band scene in mm-hmm. Connecticut, mm-hmm. then uh, we get to play uh, in front of an uh, 18 and over crowd, and those kids just just absolutely love the sound. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, they... Uh, talk to us in very, you know, mystical terms that, you know, you guys, you know, are really, I've never seen anything like that. I love you guys. That's cool. And we get great response from um, the young jam band fans. Uh, You know, that Jerry Garcia, of course, uh, started as a bluegrass and jug band roots Mm -hmm. Mm musician. And uh, that, that tradition continues, so uh, we love playing for the uh, young people, uh, especially the uh, the jam band fans. Uh,
2: hmm. That's neat. And
1: also uh, the young folk music bands, mm-hmm. uh, like we do, and the rockabilly bands.
2: Do you do some festivals also?
1: Yeah, we manage to play at uh, some of the major uh, folk festivals, and uh, every once in a while we'll go out to the Midwest or the South, and, uh, you know, the... Uh, the, the Down Home Roots music is sort of in the DNA of the kids, mm-hmm. and uh, we've always had a, a tremendous response uh, in in, uh, in, in uh, Memphis and in, uh, uh, Birmingham, Alabama, we got to play there, and then the Winnipeg Folk Festival, okay. yeah. Philadelphia Folk Festival, you know, uh, pretty hard to resist this music because it's got to compete, and... Uh, if you pick the right songs, they're very cle- the lyrics are clever. Mm-hmm. And uh the you know, the beat is good and it and it uh you know, you could you could uh, do some very melodic, uh, jazzy tunes as well as, you know, straight ahead blues stuff because uh junk bands uh, traditionally were eclectic, not not, you know, uh, hung up in one genre. Mhm.
2: Okay. And you guys are writing most if not all of your own songs, right?
1: Well, we've we've always had about a half a dozen or so originals on the CD, and uh, one of the writers comes at it from a world music uh, point of view and it's not on the, this CD. But we we composed the first uh, known that I know of jug band polka and hmm. jug band klezmer songs. So we try we're uh, trying to keep uh, an, an ear open for world music.
2: Okay. Okay. <laughs> So then, uh, obviously, the others are, are, are cover songs. How are you? How how do you decide what kind of cover song fits for the music that you're trying to play?
1: You know, the song has to have a good uh, what we think is a good melodic hook,
2: mm-hmm. uh,
1: and, uh, or clever lyrical, you know, cl- clever lyrics, so that we we could, you know, we'll do a, a Cole Porter song or an Irving Berlin song.
2: Mm, okay,
1: and we'll do a. Howling Wolf song, you know uh, a Willie Dixon song. You know, uh, Willie Dixon, of course, is a very uh, uh, astute, uh, you know, Chicago blues songwriter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He was the man for the Chicago blues. Right. And then we, we also like uh, some of the uh, old string band hillbilly uh, music. Carter Family. We put a, we finally put a Carter Family uh, song on our CD after all these years. Mm. Hello, string. Okay. You
2: can't get getting more americana. Than no, that. <laughs> you're right. And we talked a little bit about the tub bass, but you guys have obviously the name Washboard. You have Washboard, any music, and and jug, and even kazoo and harmonica. How how do you, as a band, determine which instruments are going to fit the songs that you're playing? Well, um, the
1: uh, the the role uh, in the Memphis jug bands the uh, kazoo and the harmonica uh, replaced the horn section in the, that was in the Louisville style of jug mm-hmm. band music. Okay. And uh, so um, for this particular CD, there, there really wasn't any of the novelty uh, kazoo uh, type of uh, songs, ragtime, early jazz songs. The, the, the people associate that with jug band music, you mm-hmm. know, sort of the big time, won't You Come Home, Bill Bailey kind of music. Right, from Sweet George right. great stuff. But this CD, uh, we, we veered into a little bit of a different direction. So it, it doesn't have the, uh, the expected good time, kazoo, ragtime, banjo type of sound that, that people expect from a jug band. Mm-hmm. It's uh, a little more uh, fire and brimstone, a little more gospel, mm-hmm. a little more poignant. A different direction for the band, and okay. for a jug band, you know. and there's, Of course, there's rock, there's rock and roll on it, also.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really enjoyed the rockabilly feel that, that we talked about earlier.
1: And uh, well, we, we've been doing, uh, you know, rock the um, the early uh, Elvis sound.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, you know, with uh, heavy acoustic guitar, uh, string bass, uh, and uh, you know, electric guitar, and uh, we've come and you know, then very minimalistic drums. We come very, very close to the, uh, you know, with the wash tub base, the slap and tub base, and we come very, very close
2: to that sound. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, you're right. You do, so and it's, early, it's um it's very it's very refreshing and and distinctive. You 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 can hear the influences there, but it also has its own flavor too.
1: Uh, we were lucky enough to record uh, as uh, to have as an engineer and producer. Alan Tilton plays um, a eight to the bar, very great uh, rhythm and blues swing band. Here, he was Van Morrison's sax and flute player on. Uh, oh,
2: cool! Okay.
1: album. So we had a, a real pro producing us. That.
2: Mm-hmm. That's neat. And I noticed in the um, uh, in the press notes, you, you mentioned a lot of different uh, influences. Tell me a little bit about some of those guys and or uh, entertainers and and how they've influenced your music.
1: The early drug bands out of Memphis and Louisville were uh, a big influence. And uh, then the, uh, the drug bands of the 60s that you know, grew up in those college towns and, and in the village. Uh, Dave Van Ronk, tremendous blues singer. That, that, there was a movie that, he, that uh, was based on him, came out a couple of years ago, the Coen Brothers. Mm-hmm. And the name is escaping me, but uh, it was uh, uh, based on Dave Van Ronk. So, Dave Van Ronk, blues singer, and uh, the mayor of McDougall Street. Hmm. Back, back then, and he was uh, he had a great drug band, and of course uh, Jim Quest and Maria Muldar uh, 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 Chuck Muldar who were all still touring mm-hmm. and kicking butt uh, they were out of Boston, uh, Cambridge they were the Jim Quest and drug band they're still playing great mm-hmm. and then of course, being um, we were right in the middle of the Chicago Blues revival with our muddy Waters and Howling Wolf uh, we're coming to our uh, coming to our colleges. Mm-hmm. coffee okay. houses. If you ever had a chance to see uh, Howling Wolf uh, in person, man, even at age uh, seventy, man, he just gave it
0: hmm. gave it all. Hmm. And
1: so all of the, you know all of that, and of course the Beatles and Dylan. So all of that came into our uh, into our music, and as well as um, Bill Monroe. Uh, Bill Monroe, and the bluegrass. Bill Monroe, and the bluegrass boys sure. were also part of. Their high and lonesome vocals style, the bluegrass vocal style, is, is a huge influence in our mm-hmm.
2: harmony. Okay.
1: When we do some duets on, on the CD, we're definitely going for the high and lonesome sound. Mm-hmm.
2: Is there a um, society, organization, association type group that's specific to, to jug bands? Or, are there that many of you out there?
1: Yeah, you know, there, there are jug bands all over the world. San Francisco has a, a huge drug band festival. Okay, and they usually get a name, you know, person like Maria Muldar the headline. Mm-hmm. Same with Louisville, we uh, were honored to be invited to uh, Louisville and uh, played a drug band festival and met the uh, Carolina Chocolate Drops.
2: Sure, yeah, yep. Uh, we
1: met them and we we predicted that they would cross over, and they uh, certainly did. I mean, they were on. The
2: yeah, they were. Mm-hmm. They,
1: uh, they don't. They don't do as much jug band, but they did that uh, at that festival and, and a great band. And I uh, we jammed with them. In fact, I, I just played with Funnens, right? Don uh, Don and he um he, uh, he comes. We have a great club in uh, in uh, just north of New Haven called the uh, Outer Space, and uh, the ballroom of the Outer Space. Hmm, okay. And they bring in a lot of these big roots people. If I'm around, I'll somehow get to play with these guys.
2: Yeah, so, uh, that's cool.
1: We have a great scene here in, uh, in, in uh, the New Haven area. We just played with Maria mm, okay. at a very hip, hip club. Played with the Ramones one time.
2: Really? Okay, that's cool. Sorry,
1: not the Ramones. Uh, excuse me. Uh, the Stray Cats. Stra- oh, yeah,
2: yeah, sure. Right, Brian Setzer, yeah. yeah. You no, know,
1: it was actually a pretty good fit. Yeah. They're uh, rockabilly and our jogabilly.
2: Yeah, <laughs> that's cool. <laughs> Yeah. We did
1: play with Tommy Ramone a couple of years ago when he was doing a, a mandolin and guitar thing. So mm-hmm. that's right.
2: Okay, that's cool. Yep. So the the new CD is uh, "Back to the Well," right?
1: Back to the well. Yeah.
2: So tell me a little Back bit about the, that.
1: Uh, the roots of of string band music okay. and uh, and to blues. The, one of the one of the things that people forget is that the the, the hillbilly string band guys listen to the blues. And put that in their music, and the blues guys did, uh, you know, hillbilly music and and jazz tunes and country tunes, so that they could, you know, get make more money, mm-hmm. and get more gigs for uh, you know the richer folks. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. always been a, a cross between in in the, in the south of this music, but the record companies kept it, kept it separate. You know, you had mm-hmm. your blues race records, and then you had your hillbilly records. Mm-hmm. In reality, there was a lot of interplay, hmm. integration before its time.
2: Sure, yeah, yeah. And this—how long is—is is it out? This is out now, right? People can can find it.
1: Absolutely, you can get it on uh, CD Baby. Definitely, uh, I believe it's on iTunes and maybe Amazon also.
2: Okay. And? I
1: know it's definitely on iTunes and uh, CD Baby.
2: Are you? Um, is there a tour involved? Are you already playing out, promoting the music?
1: Well, we we all. Uh, only one of them. One of the band members is retired. The rest of us are getting close to leaving our day jobs. Okay. And point uh, we'll we'll think about doing more touring. But you know, every once in a while they they fly us to a festival. Now with the new CD out, uh, hopefully uh, that'll happen a little bit more. We'll get to play some of the folk festivals. Yeah. Okay. We actually won the uh, Connecticut Blues Contest, Battle of the Bands. Okay. (laughs) And uh, it was unheard of that a jug band would beat out
2: uh, uh, electric
1: electric blues bands and and, uh, go to the the International Blues Challenge. That's cool. We represented the state of Connecticut in the International Blues Challenge. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Pretty wild. Yeah. We didn't win... Uh, but uh, you know, it was amazing that these people were in Memphis, sitting in Memphis in the in the blues capital of the world, and the first blues bands were jug bands, and they didn't they couldn't figure out what we were doing because you know uh, modern uh, media ignores the uh, the roots of the, of the blues. Mm-hmm. So, uh,
2: Cool. Amazing. Well, I've been talking to uh, Peter Minta with uh, Washboard Slim and the Blue Lights. The CD is back to the well. Peter, what's the website where they can find you?
1: Uh www.washboardslim.com. Great.
2: Thanks, Peter.